Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. Today, I'm speaking with Susan Chin Taylor. She is the founder and CEO of the Tuart Group, and uh, we're, we're actually going to talk a little bit about the name and also Creative Raven. We're going to talk about the name of that, too. Susan, thank you for your time today. I'm glad you could join us. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me to be on the show. It is absolutely my pleasure. Tell me, tell me, uh, uh, share a little bit about your background and and how you became involved in particular with wastewater infrastructure and some and treatment uh, setting. Well, early in my career, I was an accountant and administrator, but always had an interest in marketing. And in 19, I guess, 94, I was involved in a very serious automobile accident that left me, you know, quite disabled for a while. And my late husband at that time said, you know, you've had this artistic bend you can't sit at a desk and work. He says, how about we get you a computer and some graphic stuff and let you dabble with it? I said, okay. And he says, so that way you can work at your pace and, and do things that you want to do. And so that was really the start of my foray into marketing. Had an agency. And one morning it had grown because I was good at sales. It grew to such a point where I was doing less of the creative work and more of the administration. And I woke up one morning, I said, God, this just isn't fun anymore. And I see this paper, I see the newspaper ad for somebody looking for a marketing consultant, high-tech manufacturer in Palm Springs is where I live, live living at the time. There's no high-tech manufacturing in Palm Springs. So that intrigued me for one. And so I went and three and a half hours later uh, into this interview, I said to the gentleman, I said, listen, you don't need a consultant. A consultant couldn't really do what you want to do with your goals. You need a full-time person to take this on with the resources. And he said, well, how about you? What would it take for you to come on board? And I said, well, sir, make me an offer. I can't refuse. Well, long story short, he did. And this company manufactured CCTV robotic cameras and crawlers for the inspection of underground sewers and storm drains. And there began my entry into the wastewater and underground and civil infrastructure market. Six months in, I knew I was hooked. I, I knew I was going to be a sewer rat. I loved it, loved the technology. But I think what really got me and has kept me there all these years is the people. The people in this industry are salt of the earth. 
there's a spirit of generosity and they're real. You know, anybody's involved in computer, the term WYSIWYG, you know, for doing computer programs, they're true WYSIWYGs. What you see is what you get. And it's sometimes it's tough because it is a very male dominated field, you know, coming in as as a woman it is. But, you know, I'm not a shrinking violet, as as you will see and probably figured out already. But just I just love the industry. And it's been very, very good to me. So I was with the company six and a half years. They got bought out by a huge conglomerate. You know what that means. It's not a question of if you're going to get laid off. It's when. Two years later, I knew it was coming. So before that actually happened, I established Creative Raven and started to work with other companies in the industry, doing marketing, public relations, things on the side. And then when the layoff came, went into it full time. And lo and behold, I have had the great fortune through word of mouth marketing, just knowing people and networking in the industry to grow my business a minimum of 10% every year since inception. And then the two it group kind of grew out of that because I saw to me, everybody on your team is involved in marketing. The receptionist, the guy doing the field work, everybody represents your company as a salesperson, as a marketing person. And I saw that there was a great need for training and workplace culture development. And so the Tuit Group was kind of born out of that of filling a need within the industry because they didn't have those resources of you know management consulting, marketing, workplace development that was really catered to them and the unique properties of this industry that I understood because I'm one of you. And so okay. there you so, have it. You, you know, um, I'm sure our, our audience here, every one of my sales, marketing, or business development listeners and viewers have had an experience with that round thing that says T-U-I-T that we T. throw to people <laughs> when they say they're going to do it when they get around to it. Do it. Does that have any, any, is that why the company is called to it? Does that have any insight? It, it kind of had, to, yeah, it kind of had two reasons. One was yeah. the round to it. And I think, you know, in the sewer industry, you know, we have manhole covers and in the United States, they're, they're round. And so we, we did our own little like coaster where we made it look like a manhole, but put to it on it. So yes, get around to it but it really became more of an acronym that stood for train, understand, improve, and transform. And we tell people you need these four things because you need to get around to it because everybody needs to transform themselves. So that if we have understanding, if we get knowledge, we can be transformative within our careers. And so like our tagline is delivering industry know-how from industry pros who know how. I like that. And that's how your companies help the industry. That's a great, that was one of the questions I was going to ask and you preempted me. Now, elaborate a a bit on how your work takes a mystery out of digital marketing and PR for companies. Because we deal with that. You know, people just don't understand. Uh, How how do you take the mystery out for the, for the average guy? Well, the whole thing is, is that one, I've got to ask where they're at. What do they understand? Um, What are the things that they think they know about it? What are the misconceptions that they may have about it? And one of the things that I find um, when I'm talking to people, especially in my industry, because it's primarily, it's very blue collar. 
is they say, and they're, and I hate to say it, but they're late adopters when it comes to new technology. And so they'll say, Suzanne, I know I need to do this. My competition is doing this. They're eating me for lunch, but I absolutely have no idea of how to get started or where to get started. And so the way that I demystify it is I ask lots of questions. One, who are your customers? Where are they at? What type of information are they looking for? What's the thing that makes them trust you or sways them into maybe wanting to do business with you? Typically in my industry, it's a very long sales cycle. And a short sales cycle in our industry is like six months to maybe a year. Typically it's 18 months to 24 months because it's either capital equipment purchase or capital improvement project because in, in the B2G space. So in that, what do you do? How do you stay top of mind without becoming annoying? Which is, you know, there's that fine line and it's all about education-based selling, not high pressure sales. It's creating the trust. And so that is the thing that we help folks do. And also it's understanding when you're saying just demystifying and making it easy is ask them, I want you to answer me honestly. Do you yourself as a business owner, or do you have someone on your team? Do you have the time to do what it really takes to manage and execute a digital marketing program? Because the key to digital marketing, consistency, persistency, and frequency. You can't just dabble and do things like, oh, I see a lot of people do this. They get really, really excited about it. And then they're really hot and heavy and they, and they do things for about a month. And then they recognize, oh, Lordy, Lordy, this is going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. I don't have time to do this. They have to focus on running their business, on revenue generating activities, and that gets shoved to the bottom of the pile. So what I tell folks is, listen, don't try to do it all yourself. Pick your battles. Think about what your hour of time is worth. Is it worth it to you to spend hours and hours and hours trying to learn how to do this? Or spend a couple hours a month talking to someone about your expertise, them getting that, I call the brain dump out of you as the subject matter expert. And then they go off to their little cave, because I love to do that. I'm in my little she shed now. Go off to the cave and tell your story for you and then publish it and make sure it gets time. It gets published on time. It gets done all the time regularly. And you go off and you focus on those things that make you money. What's a better use of your time as a business owner? So unless you have someone in-house, don't do that. Farm it out. So that's kind of how I de- demystify it. And it's like, don't beat yourself up because you don't have those skills. Right. I like that. Okay, the consistency. And what was the second thing? My it's consistency, persistent, consistent, persistent, and frequent. Or consistency, frequency, and persistency. And when I mean consistent right. is that, you have messaging and 
things that you want to educate the people about of always staying on point about what you want to drive home. So there's your consistency of your brand and on your point and your message. Not be all over the place that hope, people get to know that. Okay, okay so there's your consistency. Uh-huh. Then it's their frequency. Coming up with a schedule that you can actually manage or your team can manage or your outsource, you know, like what you want to pay for. Are you going to post one time a week? Are you going to post three times a week? Are you going to do video? Are you going to do long form articles? And that's another thing is that people need to understand that their prospects educate. People like to um, absorb information in different ways. There are people that love to read long form articles. There are people that love the cliff notes where they like a little animation, just get to the point, give me the bullet points of what's in it for me. And then there are people that are very video driven. They love to consume video content. And so it's important as you're putting your program together that if, let's say, I'm going to talk about this topic this month. All right, well, then I need to produce content about this topic in multiple ways so that I have the best chance of as many eyes seeing it, receiving what I'm trying to tell them in the way that they like to receive it. Don't force them to absorb it the way that you're comfortable doing it. Yes. Give it to them in the way that they want it. And that I think is, is something that people don't do or they don't understand about digital content. You are, this is the Sharkpreneur podcast, and you are certainly a very worthy guest. Um, Thank you. You're a published, uh, published author, course creator. Uh, tell us about some of the resources or courses you developed that support businesses in, in these sectors. Well, I've developed a number of courses. The one course that we have is called the DIY Digital Marketing Playbook for Wastewater Pros. But really, the way that I developed it could be used, be, be used by any service business. Um and the principles are is to help you develop your own digital marketing plan. It includes coaching with that with me. And then at the end of it, if you decide I can't produce my own, then we have a platform where you use the power of AI not to deliver the content. We have a team of human creatives, but the platform for ordering or saying, I want some content developed is all driven by AI to speed up the process and to engage with the actual human creative team. They produce your content and then you're, you're actually publishing it yourself. We also have another course that we call the, it is called the GTR, the Gain, Train and Retain Playbook. That course is for service professionals who may be struggling with finding really strong talent, how to hire the right people, then how to train them. And then most importantly, if you get a stellar person, how do I keep them? And that is something that I think a lot of businesses are struggling with right, right now is that how do I find good people? And then, you know, I do a lot of education, a lot of seminars for people. I'm a public speaker. I can come in and do one hour seminars, three, three hour seminars, whatever people need within their team. I am also an everything disc facilitator so that I can come in and do workplace and workforce development training to help people really develop strong workplace culture. 
you mentioned some of the things you do. I want to I wanted you to tell my my audience about hosting the Doo Doo Divas Smells Like Money podcast. Um, the, oh, the that's, name that's is quite unique. Thing. And and what motivated you to start this podcast? And what's its primary mission? Well, I saw a need in the marketplace for information. There's lots of generalist podcasts out there, but there was really nothing for our industry. And for years before I even started it, all of my colleagues in the industry said, Suzanne, you need to do a podcast or you need to do a video because you need to do a podcast. And they had been hounding me about it for about three years. <laughs> and then a member of my content development team, he's, he's a great guy. I just actually had him on my podcast, uh, Connor Doobie, the content king. He said, why aren't you doing a podcast? I says, okay, 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 I'll do it. And I ran into a firm that could actually do the production of the podcast for me at a very reasonable cost. And that was kind of what pushed me over the threshold because I knew I couldn't do the production and the editing and everything myself. I just didn't have the bandwidth or the time, but I could interview people. I knew enough people I could interview that if I could do something like we're doing here with the raw footage and then give it to somebody else, then we could take it off the ground. And so a lot of people laughed about laugh about the name, but it was actually Connor. He said, well, what about a name? So we started bantering things around. I said, you know, I've kind of got this nickname, but it's a little irre- irreverent in the industry. He said, what's that? And I said, well, they call me the doo-doo diva. And he said, well, you are blingy. You know, see how I'm dressed. I'm dressed in one of my Indian outfits today. He says, you're bling. He says, you are the doo-doo diva. Come on, you're talking about poop all day. And I said, yeah, in a way. And he says, don't, it's going to set you apart. I said, okay. So he said, but how do we, you know, really explain it? Well, there's an old expression in our industry where people say to us, oh, sewage, sewage, thanks. <laughs> and contractors in the industry will do this, sniffs, and they go, smells like money to me. <laughs> Because let's face it, we need to keep the sewage flowing. We need to keep the water flowing. We need to keep the storm water flowing. And when it does, doesn't, people in my industry make a lot of money. That's what we're in charge of. We have to keep things flowing. And so I thought, hmm, smells like money. Because one of the missions, like I said, with the Tuit Group, and I kind of brought that over into the podcast, is delivering industry know-how from industry pros who know how. But my real mission in the developing the podcast is one, de- developing and delivering information that people can use, but also as a means for me to give back to an industry that I love, that has been so very good to me, and to be a voice for the industry because we are misunderstood. We are undervalued. People in this country, I'm telling you, have absolutely no idea the vital work that people in the wastewater industry do on a daily basis. And if it weren't for them, we would not enjoy the level of cleanliness and, you know, first level of a first level nation, you know, first world nation. We'd all be drowning in our own. We would not be as healthy as we are. Right. Okay. I tell you, you go and you spend time. I'm sure you see this guy behind me. You go and you spend, I have an office in India. You go and you spend oh, yeah. any time in third world country. 
you will never take your tap water in this country. You will never take your toilet for granted again. We do not know how blessed and how fortunate we are just that we can turn on our tap and drink the water out of the tap safely. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I have seen some of those. those uh, I've been to India a few times. And, and it's an amazing country. I mean, it's a beautiful country. I mean, yes. I, I love spending time there. And it's just, um, we we really need to understand. And I, and I tell people in the wastewater field, it's a great job. It's a great career. We are losing people in the industry right now. And so now, because I'm on your show and a platform, I'm telling folks out there, it is a, you know, going into this field, either working as a contractor providing services or working in a city as an operator. Oh, not everybody has to go to college. I'm telling you right now, you can go right out of high school and go work for a municipal water plant or a municipal, you know, wastewater treatment plant. And within five to seven years, you're going to be earning the kind of money that a new college graduate earns with great benefits, with longevity. And you know what you're not going to have? Student loan debt. College debt. I got you. You're not going to have college debt. They're going to help you pay for your education. You have your way of working up. You're going to be doing something different every day. You're going to be contributing to your community. It's interesting. Every day is different. And it, you don't have to work with you know the stuff if, if you don't want to. There are so many different careers within wastewater that are available. And we need people. And it's a good living wage. And so that's the other thing that the podcast, we're we're trying to educate the public. Tell your kids about it. Tell your nieces and nephews. Tell your friends who maybe, maybe they're dissatisfied in a career that they're in right now and they're looking to do something different. Consider wastewater or water. They might just fall into a career that they absolutely love. Any, any, that's great. Any, any other insights or valuable knowledge from the podcast that um, that you want to share from from uh, you know industry professionals to us people that the, the members of my yeah. audience that aren't in the industry? The right. I yours. would just say, I I would just say tune in because I I bring a lot of different types of guests onto the show. Like the gentleman that I just interviewed this week, we talked about a digital marketing tool. Well, not really a marketing tool, but an analytics tool that can actually help you understand the traffic coming in from your website more and deeper than Google Analytics ever could. Who it is, the company, what content is working, what content is not. I brought another gentleman on that was really interesting. He's a certified fraud examiner and a professional magician. It was a fascinating episode where he shared with that, and this was kind of an interesting fact, that public utilities are in the top five of organizations that fall prey to huge amounts of monetary fraud every year in places that they would never imagine that it's occurring. And a lot of companies do because they just don't understand 
where they should be looking and checks and balances. And it can go undetected under the radar for years. And then all of a sudden they're looking and going, I just lost a million and a half dollars. Where did it go? Okay. And just, you know, I love bringing interesting guests like that, you know, onto the show. Also just workforce development, you know, leadership. I talked to a gentleman who said, you know, how do we break the ceiling of victimhood? That it, it, it was just kind of an interesting way of looking at it. So it's not just, my podcast isn't just all about, you know, wastewater and treatment, but I bring different things on for just the human side of it, the business side of it, the, you know, the marketing side of it that people can utilize in their business every day. So yeah, I try to make it diverse. I try to make it interesting. And it, and it's all about connecting. I encourage people, you know, LinkedIn is a fabulous tool. And a lot of people are not using it to its full advantage. It's not about making the sale. It's about creating relationships and engagement that can open doors. Because you never know who that person that you're starting to talk to knows. They can be a gatekeeper for you. True, true. Now, Look at us. Key... Look at it, us. It... I would have never thought in a million years that someone like you would reach out to me. Whoa, no. We, you, you guys are, I mean, you're on the radar. <laughs> People yeah. want to know. They want inquiring minds want to know, shall I say. Now, you know, as we, we, we kind of start to wrap up here, how do you see the future in, in wastewater and water treatment? And what role will digital marketing play in that future and the growth and development? I think it's going to be very, very pivotal because the next generation are the millennials and the Gen X and the Gen Z. You know, many of these people, they grew up from the age of two with a cell phone or electronics in their hand. They're not, you know, of my age group where, man, we had to handwrite a letter, put a stamp on it and walk it over to the mailbox. You know, everything is getting to be electronic. And I'm sure you've probably noticed that print magazines, especially in, you know, what I would call industry trade racks, they're getting thinner and thinner and thinner, and they're going into digital content. And so I see that digital content and educating your customer through your content and third-party PR digital content is really going to play a pivotal role because content that's being published out on the airwaves in on a third party buy a magazine, buy Wall Street Journal, buy Fox News, or, you know, whatever. That basically puts your content on a trajectory because now a third party has found what you're saying to be valuable enough that they want to publish it on their website. That gives you instant street cred. PR, by and large, and this has been since the beginning of time, even more so digitally is the most valuable and effective form of marketing, has the strongest ROI, is the least expensive to produce. But what's interesting, it is the most underutilized. And I think it's because people don't understand how to use it or they think, oh, I really don't have anything to say. Guess what? You do. And I think when you work with a firm like ours or you work with a PR person, they're going to be able to help you see, hey, 
you know, that's a story. Hey, that's a news release. Hey, have you thought about, you know, putting that out in the local news? Really? Because a lot of times they're humble. They think that they can't brag about it. Guess what? Yes, you can. Because that is the way you get people to pay attention to your brand. And if you've got, I think one of the most interesting things with digital content is share your knowledge. Okay. Digital content is giving this industry a platform, really any platform, any industry, but especially this platform, a way to educate their customers about what they do and create the trust in a way that has never been available to us before. Typically, we'd write a story and wait for the print publication to come out. But no, now we don't have to do that anymore. If we see trending news or a problem that somebody's talking about, wow, that gives you now an instant opportunity to weigh in on that content on LinkedIn and say, hey, this is what we think. Hey, we have a client that was experiencing that. And this is how we solve that for them. If you're interested in seeing how maybe we might be able to help you, can't promise you that we can solve your problem, but hey, no obligation. Let's open a dialogue. And so that is what I see digital marketing is going to do for traditional service businesses and technology. It's it's creating a way for us to talk to prospects and be of service to our community in ways that we've never been able to do before. Wonderful. So, wonderful. yeah, I think that it's going to just grow and grow and grow. Now, uh, Susan, uh, is it Susan or Suzanne? Suzanne. Suzanne, how can my re- my uh, listeners, my audience reach you? Okay. They can reach out to me on either of my websites, thetoitgroup.com or Creative Raven. And you were wondering, Creative Raven got its name because the raven is my spirit totem. And the raven, if you look anything up on the raven, and I have a little bit on my website about that, is that we are the bringers of positive change. That's what the raven is known in, you know, uh, Northwest Indian, Pacific Northwest Indian Indian lore. So they can reach me on Creative Raven. And I really encourage them, reach out to me on LinkedIn. If they are someone that's got great information to share, I'd love to have you as a podcast guest. And it's, you know, look it up on YouTube, the Doo Diva Smells Like Money podcast. Reach out to me. Would love to have you as a guest. And so all those different ways, but LinkedIn, I publish a lot of content on an ongoing basis. And so, yeah, I'm open to people of all different industries to connect with me because it's all about let's help each other. Be of service first. Make a difference in the world because this is my guy here. And we all are familiar with that quote of Gandhi G, be the change we wish to see in the world. This is this has been a fascinating podcast. I'm sure Thank you, a, Carl. A lot of my audience kind of like me. We did, we thought of, we take it for granted, like you say, the wastewater. Ah, it's wastewater. We don't worry about it. But you have brought new light to that. I want to thank you for appearing on the show and thank to my you. audience. This is Carl McKinney co-hosting with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green, the Sharkpreneur Concert Concert Podcast. <laughs> we will see you and hear from you the next time. Thank you very much. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? 
Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.